What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Drum and Drummer. The last, the last week, the last episode. The last episode of Drum and Drummer. Uh, and as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is literally just an intro. This is it, guys. This is all we're gonna do for you today. Um, truth is, Matthew fucked up. I so fuck you. No, that fuck was you. You fucked up. No. I sent it to you. You lost it. If you send it to me, it should be in an email that you, you know can't what? find. Overall, this isn't even our fault. It's David's fault. No, it's your fault because you have a Rocket Mail account. Yeah, you know what happens? We overcommitted. They probably didn't even know how to save things back when you mm-hmm. made it. <laughs> we overcommitted and we couldn't, we couldn't finish it off. All right, guys. So we apologize. I know everybody's looking forward to it, but uh, we've talked about the topic before. The first topic that we came up with for our podcast was furries. furries. So huh? You did the jumping longer than I expected. It was pretty good, huh? Yeah, it was good. It's my, it's, it's my last name. It's in my, it's my bloodline, basically. Yeah, we could, everyone, in the minute we have a baby, we can <laughs> Whenever, <with the> drum. <laughs> Whenever somebody says, all right, drum roll, please, I tell everybody to shut the hell up. It's my time it's to shut my time. <laughs> but anyways, we hope that you enjoy whatever David comes up with. I've given him permission to just edit a bunch of things together, rerun a favorite episode, so you guys can appreciate at how much we have actually improved. Oh, the weird way of saying I, I had a lot of saliva in my mouth. <laughs> I, had to swallow, I don't want to swallow them in Yeah, sense. guys, um, this is a, probably a repeat of an episode, but I hope you guys do enjoy. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week for season two of Drum and Drummer, so season stay tuned. Season two. And we have a bunch of cool things in store that we will tell you about then. So until then, stay safe. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, it's David. So today's episode is a re-release of episode two. Like the voice said, I got free range to do whatever I want, and as I was going through them, this episode I think is one quintessential drum and drummer. You've got an is it canon for the supernatural, you got self-improvement, and you got tons of stories because it's still in the early days when they're when they have no limit on how much they'll talk about themselves. So that and then two Again, as they also said, to see how far we've come as a podcast, you can hear the differences from then, hopefully with all of the upgrades and improvements from last week to next week with the start of season two. So without further ado, episode two. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the word. Yu-Gi-Oh is the best memory that I'll ever have. Dalton, Dalton, Pokemon. stop. Our listeners don't don't need to hear that. We don't need to expose them to you singing. Well, <laughs> that sentence. <laughs> we don't need to expose me, you, and them to singing. All right. Well, hey, if you've made it back, go ahead and uh, just enjoy this intro music. David, take it over. Bow, wow. Bow, wow, wow. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. David, roll the intro. Roll it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll it. Just roll it. I'm drum. I'm drummer. <laughs> this is rough, guys. We need to figure this out. It's a rough <clears throat> take. I had one white claw and I'm gone. Alright, welcome back everybody. I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. And we're back. Episode 2. Bro, we made it. We, Second week. This is probably the yeah. most consistent thing we've ever done together. Um, well, we did one podcast before and that didn't turn out too well. well I, it, we had fun. Yeah. But, but it was 
me basically telling you the topic that we were going to talk about and then you leaving everything at your quote-unquote desk can we please get over that i'm just saying we probably could have made magic that night but you decided to make a shit show all right so back for episode two we are in my living room it is me david it's our living room and dalton all in the same living room with his uh his little furry friend indeed Dalton's got his microphone set up on top of a box. Um, okay, I just want to talk about this real quick. I just want to bring this up just because it's been on my mind lately. Christmas is probably the most... Fa- most. Okay, David, cut that out. I'm going to start now. Christmas is one of the best times of the year. The only reason why I say that is because I've had a dream to make a Christmas tree all built, all with like Star Wars, like decorations all over the tree but they have like these lights where it's like r2d2 and then darth vader and like lightsabers mm-hmm. but they all come in little little lines of lights and so it's not enough to fill the whole tree it literally fills off like one little area one little yeah. section of the mm-hmm. tree right so i've had i have to spend like maybe 90 to 100 dollars just to get these <laughs> lights on a tree <laughs> <clears throat> david don't cut this out i want them to hear this <laughs> So seriously though, like in all seriousness, Dalton <clears throat> always loves decorating for Christmas. Even when we were little, we would go uh, uh, Christmas tree shopping. Is that a thing? We'd go get a Christmas tree, uh, and we'd go to like Home Depot or Lowe's. We'd go to the parking lot, and me and my dad, we were there. We were just there for the ride, right? Like we were not going to make any decisions. If we found a tree that we really liked, it didn't matter because Dalton and my mom were laying down the law. That's what it was. It all depends on the smell. That's what mom had. Mom always smelled the trees to make sure they smell good. <laughs> and then it always depended on if I liked the fullness of it. Because there are some trees that just didn't have the, the the thick level that we needed. No, I'm telling you, there was there was literally like a criteria that him and my mom had like somehow including the Brussels. Upon. Like the Brussels had to feel good. Is that yeah. what they call it, David? The Brussels on a tree? Bristles. Bristles. <laughs> Brussels. This damn tree doesn't have no Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> my bad. Bristles. No, but he would literally have this criteria of things, right? And me and my dad would be walking around. And, like, you know when you see a boyfriend in, a, like, a store? And he's literally just there, like, because his girlfriend's there. And he just has that look. Like, he's just walking around so upset that he's actually there. Like, there's a thousand things he could be doing. That was me and my dad following around Dalton and my mom. And so, finally, they would get a tree. And then, literally, the only thing my dad and I would do is it would be in there. It would be in the back of the truck. My dad and I would grab the tree, bring it around, set it up, make it leveled, put water underneath. And then my dad and I would go. And if we were, I was allowed to drink, we would grab a beer and sit down. But we would grab dinner or food or whatever, sit down. We would watch some Christmas special while Dalton oh, and my mom. Oh, that's a life, dude. While Dalton and my mom would God. fight over... <laughs> Christmas. Okay, well, here's this bullshit, David. Are you going to fucking hear this shit? Here's this bullshit that I'm going to fucking tell you right now. My mom was always like, no, sweetheart, there has to be a theme. There has to be a theme to this Christmas. And I'm like, mom, it's fucking Christmas. There is no goddamn theme to this thing. We just fucking enjoy it. We put green, red, and fucking blue, and purple. Like, just throw lights on it. Whatever your heart feels and desires, just throw it on the tree. Let you let your Christmas spirit shine out. And no, it doesn't just have to be red and gold. Every day, every day, every year, it fucking doesn't matter. <laughs> she was always about red and gold, and I was like, mother, let me express myself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but you guys are 49ers fans. Yeah. Playing to that? Yeah. See, here's the thing. <laughs> I get it. The 49ers love them, but this is Christmas, and like, yeah, we have dedicated 49ers, like 49ers um, 
ornaments. We have a whole shrine in our house right now. Yeah, and a shrine of 49ers in our house, but that doesn't mean that I had to put it everywhere and everything has to be their colors, you know? I mean, it was cool, it was red and gold, but also, like, to me, Christmas is always about, you know, putting up ornaments and special ornaments that, like, meant a lot to you. I know there were some stupid-ass ones, like, Matthew made when he was, like, in kindergarten and they looked like shit, <laughs> and so I never put those ones up, and then Mom would try and put them up, and I'd take them down right after. He would. Because we didn't need that trash on our tree. So. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the most artistic when it comes to like arts and crafts um my artistic abilities come out in other ways they didn't look great but it's a sentimental value you know what i mean i just feel like you're it kind of a hypocrite because you don't want a theme and you're supposed to put whatever you want and whatever your heart desires were you decorating the tree matthew no i was eating with my dad exactly. while we watched you and mom fight mom, i was decorating mom, there there shouldn't be a theme for christmas dalton that i gave me off dalton you had last year we're doing this this year fine mom and then it's the second he didn't get his way, he would just go sit on the couch. He would sit next to my dad. He'd be like, Dad, Mom's not even letting me decorate the dream for Christmas. <laughs> he would throw fish. But here's the thing. Is my strategy work? Because Mom would listen to me while she was decorating. I put that in quotes, guys. <laughs> while she was decorating. And then she'd be like, Dalton, do you want to decorate the tree? And then I'd get my way. And I'd be like, yes, Mother. That's exactly what I would like to do. So then I would decorate the tree whatever I wanted. So our mom doesn't live with us now she's in anaheim um she has her own spot and you know you, maybe this is something that you listeners are thinking like oh you know what he was just a young child young immature child maybe he'll grow out of this <laughs> the answer is no because nope. they had this same fight last year <laughs> oh i i was gonna i had the question of now you're with jess doesn't jess love to decorate for every holiday yeah so me and jess this is why we're probably like a, such a great dynamic couple is <laughs> you because you don't have the same fights with jess that no, you had with your mom because she just understands me no like, she gives you a corner <laughs> and she says go wild dalton <laughs> hey hey i don't ask for much all right but what i get i take advantage of okay so the thing with me and jess is like we both love the holidays so much we don't know really know like we don't really like for halloween we'll decorate for halloween but we won't really go to like much like Halloween parties or like trick or treating, like we just enjoy like being in a place where it's all decorated and it feels like a holiday. So for Christmas, we both are very similar, as in like Christmas should be whatever you feel, whatever you want it to be. And so like decorating the tree however you like it to be with all these different colors and just shining bright. And then even when you go to sleep, my favorite part, David. So when you go to sleep, wake up and you just can see the lights, all the different lights in the hallway like how like it's just it's so beautiful and that's why like i love sleeping when there's a tree light on when the, when the tree lights are on it's because like waking up to that is like so amazing it makes me so freaking happy dude yeah yeah i honestly I, whenever i shit. think of christmas i think of uh mom's snickerdoodles whenever i like i wake up and i smell like cinnamon or something like that like it makes me feel like i'm like a kid again you know but you remember when she would make those uh candy cane cookies Oh god. She would make these cookies and they were I don't so know. Bad. Oh fuck, dude. So they were like these cookies and I've recently talked to her and she told me her sentimental value towards it and I told her how much I hated it before. So I felt really bad in the middle of the conversation. Um because her and my aunt were like we would make those late at night together for Christmas because we wanted to celebrate more and more, so we would just make the cookies late at night when my parents were asleep. That makes and sense. And I was like that's cute. But God, those things dude, are disgusting. So they and you, ha super you have hard. a solid two hours before they become like rocks, dude. Like, they become so freaking hard. It's like white dough and red dough, and they make it into a candy cane. So it's pretty simple. But it's just like she would make a shit ton 
and she'd be like, why is no one eating them? Be like, mom, they're fucking disgusting. Like, <laughs> why are you making these every year? Like, just make one batch. But she makes like fucking 30. Yeah. Like, dude, who's going to eat that? I think dad would force himself to eat it every once in a while. He'd just yeah. be like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, make sure mom don't send this podcast, please. Jordy <laughs> 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 sure knows how much I hate it. So Okay, then we're good. Dalt, how's your week, bro? Um, it's been pretty rough. I'll be honest. Give it um, to me. Lay it on me. So I just want to do a quick little shout out to um the 49ers real quick. Oh. We had a rough day on Monday. Oh. I'll say we played the Seahawks. Gosh. And um, the Seahawks are just slowly becoming the new Dallas Cowboys for us. They just I just hate them more and more every time I see them. Their colors piss me off. The way they the way they look pisses me off. The fact that Pete Carroll looks like a Seahawk pisses me off. Pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> and Russell Wilson looks my like my cousin. It pisses me off. You know, I saw a picture of Caleb and I got unnecessarily upset the other day. Yeah, and I was like. God damn it! Why is that? Why am I mad? And that actually makes sense. I texted Caleb a middle finger. I was like, <laughs> "This is for you, dude. Why do you have to throw the ball so well?" Yeah. No, the 49ers, dude, got the first loss of the season. We had Allison and Ernesto over, and Allison is a is a Seahawk fan. Yeah, because it's like her fourth hometown that she was at. That's where um, she gets that fan base from. And I felt bad because me, and my dad, like like me, and my dad, and my brother, we are we're very nice people. Like we're we're genuine. We're very nice, dude. I'm the best. But this like the three hours that the 49ers play, we become <laughs> savages, <laughs> and like things come out of our mouth. I don't have do sportsmanship. The, yeah, I don't. No, if, I, I if know it, you're really bad. If a player on the other team gets hurt, I'm celebrating. Yeah, I'll be honest. It's so bad. I, it's bad. I'm not like that. No, I, you're not. I'm not. But me and dad are both the same way when it comes to football. It's like. We get mad. We sometimes we we can cry a little bit at the end. Yeah, just a little bit. But we're just super intense. Matthew's like, all right, well, we'll just see what happens next time. <laughs> and we're like, Matt, shut the fuck up. We're in the now. We're in the now, dude. We need to talk about this. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like when people get hurt. I don't. But yeah, so I felt bad because Allison was a Seahawks fan, so she was here, and you could just see her like internally celebrating everything, but she was afraid to like. She was afraid to, to do like, it. Jump. She's like, I feel like you guys are gonna beat me up. I'm like, Allison, we're not gonna hurt you. Like, we would never do that. Well, Matt's not. So Matt, you went to a museum this weekend. Bro, I've never felt more out of place in my entire life. So, um, Monique, this when was it? Monique last. Monique's your girlfriend. Monique's my girlfriend, as we covered in the last podcast. Um, she texted me and was like, "Hey, what are you doing this Sunday?" I knew that I had to cover the morning class, but you know that that afternoon I was free. So she's like, "Oh, I have a surprise for you." So I'm like, "Okay, cool. What is it?" And she's like, "I'm not gonna tell you. I want to surprise you." I'm like, "No, just tell me the surprise." Like that's the point of a surprise, Matthew. Be- <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Well, no shit, Sherlock. But what I'm saying is that, like, like, what do I need to wear? Like, is it? Am I going swimming? Do I need swim trunks? I'm gonna need. I'm white. I need sunscreen. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of these questions. So I told her, I was like, "Look, as long as you tell me like what to wear, like give me like a theme or something, like I can I can run with that." So she's like, "Okay, just dress like." You know, do you remember that outfit that I bought you for Christmas? And I'm all, yeah. She goes, okay, wear that. I'm like, all right, I can do that. So I was wearing, let me let me paint a picture for you. So I was wearing a white undershirt. <laughs> I was wearing a blue button up, and I was wearing my favorite. Wait, what pants? What pants? Man? My favorite. Your favorite pants? What color is it? They're uh, fucking tan, dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> and my my tan um pants chinos. Okay, and let's let's talk about these pants for a minute. <laughs> Dalton hates this is a pants. problem. Matthew hasn't bought himself his own pair of pants since he bought this little pair from Target. 
His little tan hey, don't pants. Hey, don't sleep on Target, bro. The athletic fit? The yes. Pillows? They're the only thing that bro, bit my thighs. Those no. fit amazing. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Look, I don't need you Dalton, to. Dalton, we don't have skinny little thighs like you yeah. do. Well, no. We you know why you, you know Dalton's Yo, upset? Because I, my thighs are everything his chest can't be. Big. <laughs> Guys, this isn't a roast, okay? I just want to talk shit about the pants. Oh my God. Just fucking talk. I'm done. I'm off of this podcast. It's just drum. <laughs> so, so um, so I wore my chinos, and so we go, and I've never been to one of these pop ups, so it ends up being a pop up. But on our way there, I still don't know what we're doing. So I'm asking, I'm like, babe, babe, what are, where are we going? Like, where are you taking me? And she's all, like, she's all, do you really want me to tell you? Do you really want me to ruin the surprise? I'm like, no, nah, like I kind of want to be surprised. Like, give me a hint. She goes, <laughs> it's a museum. No, no, no. <laughs> No, she goes, she goes, um, okay, it's a feast for your eyes and your hands. And immediately I look at her, I go, you're taking me to a strip club? <laughs> She's like, what? No. Why would I take you to a strip club at 1230 on a Sunday? Let <laughs> me tell like, you from experience, not a good idea. Yeah, and, and I was like, I was like, okay, good. I'm glad. Like, I don't want to go to a strip club at like yeah, the afternoon on a Sunday. Um, so then I, I really couldn't guess. Like I was like hundred percent surprised, but so we roll up. And it's in it's in uh, right by Koreatown in LA, so we roll up and there's just massive amounts of people on the outside. So we got tickets and so we had to park in the we had to park in this neighborhood. Yeah, Um, Dalton has a real problem with big crowds. Yeah, I don't like people. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't like people that um, I like when we go to Disneyland or something. Like I just don't like people all around me for some reason i get really like protective not really over people around me but just of myself and like my stuff i'm very like if something is mine it's mine you don't take it i'm not good at sharing that is very true but you have a big personal bubble is what yeah yeah and just i get i'm social to an extent but when there's too many people to where i feel like i can't stand out i won't talk anyways Back to my story. Um, so we park. We uh, walk over to the like the line that everybody's in, and so it was by a company called Twenty Nine Refinery or something. Twenty Nine like. Rooms. It's about expanding your reality, and if you know me, I'm all about that. Like I'm all about expanding my reality. <laughs> um, but anyways, so it was the it's first it, time. Bro. It was the first time that I ever gone to something like that. Um, I had never seen. It was all about pictures. So there was 29 different installations. Each of them had its own story that the artist um, put in. And actually, one of the first topics that I kind of want to talk about, uh, it actually has to do with a video that you sent me a while ago, David. Um, so I'm somebody that I'm always constantly trying to improve myself. I'm very, very much like I, I come up with new ideas all the time and different things that I want to do. I, I'm always working on something new. Um, and I have a very hard time relaxing. Um, and really trying to like slow down. And so David sent me a video a while ago and it was about this guy goes and he does ayahuasca. Basically he takes ayahuasca. And if you don't know what that is, it's a hallucinogenic. Um, And so he takes it and he ends up speaking with his inner child. And so there was an art exhibit that was essentially about you talking to your inner child. That's kind of cool. Bro, it was sick. So what they did was when you walked in, there was this cool sculpture and it was this small child and then an older version of that child. And they were just kind of holding hands and they were staring at each other. And there was four different stations in the room and you can go and you could write a note to your inner child. And then you could take it and you they had these uh, little 
also they had these little sticky things which i could not get off of the paper i like i ruined like five of them <laughs> like it was so bad but you could take it off put it on the back of the paper and you can stick it to the wall and so it's kind of like what message do you want to say to your inner child and then put it on the wall and so uh monique and i walked in and then i kind of looked at her i was like hey this is this is something that has come up in my life multiple times even before you sent me that video i'm gonna take this a little seriously i'm gonna go off in my own corner and do this so i went and i uh i wrote my thing down and then came back and i took a picture of it just because i didn't want to forget it and then we posted ours and then you know her and i shared it separately later on but it was cool to sit there and read everybody's because there was like common themes with everybody's and like what everybody was going through at the time and it's crazy how much our childhood affects the way that we live our lives and how when we get older it's just kind of we need to break down these beliefs that we've had about ourselves or our upbringing and how our upbringing has caused us to be and a lot of them had to do with this i this idea of like i am an emotion you know as opposed to like i am experiencing an emotion i noted that was like the kind of like common theme that i saw through a lot of them is that like you know you don't have to be this thing there this emotion you can experience it but you can be something else so like that was super super interesting that was probably my favorite room I, or actually no that was my second favorite room my well, favorite room was before we move on to that can we ask uh what you ended up writing or do you want to keep that for yourself uh i would like to know this you want to know Yes, when can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes, Dalton. What is okay, it? So something that you told your childlike self. My, my, my. Okay. Yes. Did you tell yourself? Um, let's see. Don't worry, you're gonna have thunder thighs when you get older. <laughs> squeeze. Don't worry, bro. You're gonna look like great in your chinos. Your <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not write that. Believe it or not. Yeah, I know. Um, so then after that, so it was all at like installations and pictures, which was kind of crazy because like everybody was there for pictures. If you know me. I don't use social media that much. And so I, it's people are there literally to take pictures for Instagram. So that was a concept in and of itself that was absolutely wild to that's me. That's going to be so much bigger though. Because that's what I have to do like with Jess is we always go to places where you could take pictures and like you like actually go to the pieces of art and actually like touch it, move with it, and actually yeah. take a picture with it and pose with it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's fun to an extent. I, I would like to like enjoy the art and just look at it. I don't need to take a picture with it. But that's the thing. With us, if you know the Drum Brothers, we are so bad <laughs> at social media. <laughs> like for our first podcast, David was like, hey, guys, post this. And I was like, why am I going to fucking post this? Like, How do I put a link in my bio? <laughs> yeah, like I had no idea what I was doing for anything. I still haven't put a link to my bio. I know you haven't. My bio, I mean, I think my my – uh, name like I'm still private on Instagram so like nothing <laughs> it doesn't work and like I post maybe two to three pictures a year yeah maybe and that's like anniversary girlfriend's birthday uh -huh. that's it's basically uh, a memoir of Jessica <laughs> yeah it's literally all my pictures are full of Jess and I'm okay with that I like it yeah. nobody else has to I could give two shits yeah. so like it's good to me but social media is so hard to understand yeah like it really is mm -hmm. i can't fucking work with well, it okay so also i'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy right oh, straight on dude like yeah. like yeah, yeah. the fact that i i wore the button up like i like like i looked good like i was you know i'm happy with how i look but at the same time i was like fuck like it's hot i don't want to do so i walk in and, and it's uncomfortable ev everybody's so fashionable yeah, in there everywhere like what the fuck am i gonna do with that everybody's so fashionable so i we walk in and i look at monique and i'm like hey 
is there a bar here? And she's all, yeah. I'm like, okay. We, and so I, I'm like, we need to find it now. Because it's, it's like, like the most LA thing. Yeah, dude. I did it's not. So I LA, felt like dude. I stuck out like a yeah. sore thumb. Like <laughs> it was so bad. So anyways, Monique and I go to this bar and there's a guy, the bartender. And I walk up and I go, hey, I'm looking for a Paloma because Ernesto always makes me Palomas. It's squirt with, you know, Ernesto's uh, family owns a tequila company. So I have great tequila and I'm very spoiled by that. What's the name of it? There, there's one brand that comes from the, the parent tequila. company. <laughs> <laughs> no uh it's it's called the uh, lucha tequila that's one of their brands that's the only one that I, that's the one that i like um they have really really cool bottles so plug go look them Are people up people gonna think i'm racist after saying that probably so the guy made my drink so strong like bro it was unbearable how like it was really really hard to finish that but you know I, I powered through. They had this like cool dance room, which was probably like one of the funnest times. But anyways, Dalton, did you see Monique's story of Matt dancing? You know how I told you. Can we talk you, about how Matt dances? Can, can we just talk about how bad I am at social media again? Because I didn't like a shit. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, no. So Bro, she, I got down. So Monique post. Okay, you Matt Drum got down. Do what? you know the way Matt <laughs> Drum dances? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know how Matt dances. Bro, I box step like a motherfucker. I get down in the box. You can't get down in anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible because this is an audio podcast. There's no way they can see. But she posted a story, and it's Matt doing his little, like, just little side-to-side. Oh, side God. Like Two-inch yeah, movements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you and know, and, and, like, wait, no, he looks at the sign and goes, and sticks his tongue out. Yeah, yeah. sticks his tongue uh, out I do a little not bit. stick my tongue yeah, out. What do. the hell are you You're talking like a, about? Look, you don't need a movement. You don't. So cool. Like you don't you, need a lot of movement to make like, an impact. All right. Uh, you just uh, do what you need to do. Bare minimum. That's the effort so that I dumb. give to this. Dude, um, but I get down. Can we talk about my dancing for a minute? No, oh God. Because look, to be honest, everyone I've told, everyone that I've talked to, has told me that I'm like the next Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 I just want to put that out there that. If anybody wants to have a dance battle, like, go. <laughs> I'll to say. Anyway, so when she took that video that wasn't in the dance room, I was in line for uh, Facebook. Um, <laughs> I was in line for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, he dance. <laughs> now, Facebook partnered with uh, some artists, and they did this, like, augmented reality. So it was super cool. You went on the 29 Rooms Instagram. You opened up your camera. You went over an image, and then something would come out of the image, and you could interact with it, which was super, super cool. You could put your hand o- under it, and you could move around. Um, so that was pretty cool. But after that, they had an exhibit that was a palm reading, okay? So Monique and I, we've gone through everything already. We're getting ready to go. I'm hungry. And so we walk up to this thing, and I see this line. So Monique gets in line. I get behind her and then she steps out of line for some reason. I don't understand what's going on. So I just follow her and we end up. So the way that this exhibit was set up was imagine it's two separate rooms with one wall dividing both rooms. You walk in and eat. There's like four stations at each room. Kind of like a, like if you go to the D, not the DMV. Uh, if you go to like the, Uh, like the social security office or something, right? Like, like there's, there's a social security oh. office. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. Okay. So imagine, imagine a room of eight booths. Things? Imagine there's a room of eight booths, right? So you go and you sit down and when you sit down, there's on the wall in front of you, there's this palm and it tells you what each line means on your hand. And I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden this speaker goes, okay, if you're on the blue side, enter your hand down below. And I'm all, what the hell is happening? And so all of a sudden, this hand appears through this like little cloth hole in the wall, right? And it's someone's hand. And I'm like, what the hell? And they're all, person on the red side, 
create a connection with them by rubbing their hand. And I'm like, what is happening? So I see Monique doing Why something. Why does this woman sound so sexy? Because it's my voice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, so I like, you're supposed to put your hand on theirs to establish like an energy connection. And all of a sudden I hear giggling out of my left ear. And I look over and Monique has this Sharpie and she's tickling her person's hand. And she's looking at me like, <laughs> like she's like trying not to laugh herself. I'm all, what are you doing? Stop it. Just like put your hand on it. Be like, stop. So, <laughs> so anyway, so Monique is an amazing artist, right? So they walk you through each line on your hand and what it means. They have you draw a symbol on the person's wrist so you can kind of know, right? So. What happens is I look down at my person's wrist and they've done this before. <laughs> so they already have the symbols there. They're just not happy with what they got. Yeah. So yo, that's exactly what I thought. I was yeah. like, oh, they, they want something different. <laughs> so I'm going to give them the exact same thing. I did not try at all. I literally just traced exactly what it was. Right. So anyway, so then, you know, afterwards they go back and then it's our turn. So I go through, I put my hand through. She starts drawing on my hand or whatever she draws like the symbols but then there's the last symbol where they're supposed to look at the lines on the very like side of your hand so she this woman is trying to like turn my arm but i it wouldn't turn enough for her to actually see what was happening your body doesn't move that way dude she gets annoyed like i feel her get annoyed she like throws my hand down she grabs my hand and cranks my arm and i'm literally on the other side like my shoulders pointing to the floor trying to get this making person. eye contact with her no there's a wall between us okay. <laughs> uh but yeah so that whole experience was pretty cool man um it was interesting i've never seen something like just solely for for photographs and stuff i met some really really cool people people were there with their kids i guess that's what kids are into nowadays i don't really know i don't have any kids are into instagram yeah yeah although no they're probably doing it for their tiktok though tiktok's fire bro Bro, you love tiktok you 90 percent of the things you send me are tiktok videos yeah all i do is send tiktok videos it's just because that's like my downtime all right Thank you. If you've made it this far into the podcast, sincerely into, into from a drum and drummer podcast. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. I'm starting over. I'm drum. <laughs> <laughs> You're drummer. All right. Oh man. Sit back. Get away from your microphone. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right. If you made it this far into the podcast, first and all, from the, first of all, I'm gonna start over. If you made it this first far. Of all. <laughs> First of all, I just like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everybody be quiet for five seconds. So. One, two, three. If you made it this far into the podcast, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. And for that, we would like to give you a reward. Let me paint you a picture. Matt, hold on. Stop fucking moving. Jesus Christ. Is it picking that up? Oh, is it? Yes, so stop moving. Let me go get a new chair. Matt, you said <laughs> the other chairs would be squeakier. I'm not going to get that chair. Dalton, why don't you do your ad read since uh, since Matt just can't get it done? This is for group home sex. <laughs> <laughs> what was it again? Home group showers. Why do I keep thinking sex? Let me know when you want me to come. Shut <laughs> <Okay>. up. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, David, stop. Sorry, I'm sorry. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much. From the bottom of our hearts, we truly do appreciate it. And we'd like to reward you for your time because time is the most valuable asset that we have. So let me paint a picture for you. You're with your significant other. You're laying there in bed. And your your beautiful, beautiful angel that never toots 
never lets one rip. The second her body relaxes as she sleeps and relaxes into her slumber, <laughs> all of a sudden just lets out just just the nastiest of farts. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to sit there and you have to suffer because what are you going to do? You're going to get up? No, it's going to wake her up. And then she's going to think that you're the one that farted. You're going to Dutch oven her ass, make her suffer. So what's the other option? You just put the, the towels overneath your over your heads. And you both suffer. At least you're not alone, right? Suck it in. Suck it in, she says. <laughs> but no more. Those days are gone. <laughs> With the Better Marriage Blanket. This is a blanket that's able to absorb the farts that come when once your body completely relaxes. And it's able to absorb it to where it smells like a different scent. An enjoyable scent. One that is... That one that makes you happy. One that doesn't make you regret your decision to ever get married. So go ahead and use Drummer now with the Better Marriage Blanket. All right, guys. I have three words for you. Home, group, and showers. Now let's think about this for a minute, okay? You're ever at home and you just you just can't fit all your friends in the same shower? Because I have this problem all the time. So I got to think, okay, how am I going to get all my friends, my group, into a shower alone and then have the shower head hit all of us because you know that only one person can get the shower head and everyone else is standing there freezing cold naked and that's no fun we need everybody to join in the fun and play and be able to breathe with the water hitting on top of their head and sitting at their mouth so <laughs> let's think about this for a minute okay so, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm standing there and I'm thinking I'm standing there butt naked butt ass naked and I'm thinking who am I going to take a shower with? And I want them to stay warm, too. I want them to be warm. So we come up with this product called Home Group Shower. Home Group Shower Steps. <laughs> sex. I don't know. Why is sex coming in? <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, you know, you can sh- take a shower with a group of friends. It's, it's a shower that just spreads love. I don't know. This is this is hard. Thanks, guys. This is Drum and Drummer Podcast. Uh, and if you guys type in a drum, because Matt pulled this one in, it's $10 off, right? So just type in drum, D-R-U-M-M. Thank you very much. Bro, how low is Jessica's shower? <laughs> it fucking causes problems, dude. <laughs> that, that's like your stuff where you're like, I know other people are going through this. Who can't breathe when they shower? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, every week we're going to have a segment <laughs> called Is It Canon, Bro? Uh, we pulled this from last week. I'm Wait, basically can I, can taking I do the work. Can I do the saying for it? Yeah. Oh, we should do it at the same time. That'd be sick. Now, we, oh, David, lead us in. Be like, be like, all right, now it's time for our favorite segment, and then we'll go. Is, is it, it canon, canon, bro? Can we yeah. do it like more like? Is it? No, nah, but I feel like you're high, so I gotta go low. We gotta balance it out. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> you guys ready? Yeah, do it. Do it. All right, we're back with our favorite segment of the podcast. Is <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to get the three. I wasn't Try counting. Go. I can't count. <laughs> we have a real problem with countdowns on this. Sorry, podcast. sorry. Go. All right, guys, we're back with our favorite segment. <laughs> Alright, just just go right after he says it I feel like I'm really killing the vibe here Alright, go one more time Alright guys, we're back with our favorite segment Is it canon, bro? Yeah, yeah. Alright, All right. Yeah, yeah. that's the segment That's where we're going 
This is something we came out of last week. Uh, Dalton gave a, a horrible, awful definition of the word <laughs> canon, but I liked the way they went with it, so we took it and we ran with it. Um, so it's basically going to be me bringing up a topic uh, that has a scientific explanation, but maybe is supernatural. Oh, and then dun, we're going to get Matt and Dalton's takes on it. So this week's topic is deja vu. Deja vu. <laughs> Forgot you were gonna do that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Very bummed that I missed it, but it is. A... So <laughs> everyone so knows good. deja vu. It's the feeling you get when you are somewhere, and then all of a sudden you you have this immense feeling of familiarity. Bro, I have this, this feeling a lot. That I got it from last week because after we finished recording, you just sat up Dude. and said that you had deja vu. No, I have deja vu. Like especially especially the past like year or two, I've had deja vu increasing in like increasingly. I've had it a lot in the past couple of years. Um, you had it uh, on our last podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. he just said. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, if you were paying attention, anything you were saying. If you were paying attention, I was stuck on this bump on my arm. Called the pimple. Oh yeah, I have deja vu a lot. Um, Dalton. Yeah, dude, didn't you? You had that in the last podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just in case. <laughs> Wait, did you? I think you. you, you know, hey guys, podcast. I have a confession. Let me get to the bottom of this here. Last episode, I had deja vu. Deja vu. (laughs) No, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd like to think that it's like uh, something. I like to think that it's something that is like, you know, supernatural. I take it as like this sign of like. (laughs) (laughs) When David leaves, we go a fucking mess. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think instantly we looked at each other and we were like, oh, fuck. He's we're gone. We can have fun. <laughs> we're on our own. Don, what do you really think about David? You know, David has his moments where he's super funny, super cool. And then, like, when he becomes a producer, like, honestly, bro, like, as a producer, he talks mad shit. Dude, he's been laying on the law. Bro, he told me to stop laughing. <laughs> Does he know who a drum is? <laughs> Dude, Drums do. don't stop laughing. Yeah. If they get started, you can't stop them. <laughs> Dude, I feel like laughter is our instant response to like anything that we it's do. It's instantaneous. Like, you're scared, laughing. You're, you're happy, getting, laughing. You're getting you're sad, hurt, laughing. I get punched in the face, I'm guaranteed laughing. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Except pain, if it's pain from, wait, laugh. hold on. Except if it's from you. If you punch me in the face, like our family punches me in the face, I'll get mad. But yeah. if like somebody else punches me in the face, yeah. I'll probably giggle, and I'll be like, oh wait, I just got punched by yeah. somebody. I should probably react. Have you ever gotten hit and then you laugh and the person just gets more mad? Yes, bro. Like I, it's just an instant response that I kind of like feel bad. Yeah, because you punch me. Because like it still hurts. Like I want it to stop, but I can't help it. But you guys like, want to hear a terrible story real quick before we get to the deja vu? Um, when it was my sixth birthday, I think, and we're having a cat in the hat birthday party at my house, and I was super excited. I was having a great time. I had my cat in the hat hat on, and we were running around. And my mom goes, Dalton, get your brother in for cake. And my brother was hanging out with our neighborhood friend Frankie. And so I walk out there and I go, hey, Matt, hey, Matt. And I run over there and I'm like, you know, jogging. And Matthew's sitting on the curb. And I was like, Matt, Matt, mom said it's time for cake. And he goes, what? And I was like, mom said it's time for cake. He goes, I'll be there in a second. And I was like, no, it's my birthday. (laughs) I want cake now. So come on, let's go get cake. And Matt goes, shut up, and knocks me straight in the fucking face as hard as he can. I fall on the floor and I get up crying. And I remember this because it was my sixth birthday party, and Matt treated me like shit, and 
punched me in front of our or in front of our neighborhood friend Frankie. So then I went back inside with a bloody nose, and Mom had to fix me up, and they sang Happy Birthday to me after. <laughs> and Matthew was probably getting spanked in the other room, and I was like, "How dare he fucking hit me in the face on my birthday?" And when I was wearing the cat and the hat hat, that's what silly. The- Dawson, deja vu. Is it canon, bro? Okay, what I mean by that is, do you think it, it, it? Do you think it has a lot to do with our memory, or do you think it could potentially be like you know, glimpses of a past life, glimpses of an alternate reality, glimpses of you know some kind of rift in time that would show us you know something that did happen exactly I've, that. Way. I've heard of that, like a parallel universe type of thing, where um, you have like say i remember something but like it's never happened before which is deja vu is some is like yourself experience experiencing this exact thing but in a parallel universe that now is kind of i guess i don't want to say contradicting itself but also like converging with your memory so you're like oh no this has happened before but no it hasn't but it has just in a different universe so i was like i i believe it's more of a parallel universe thing because i do think there is different universes i think that's a very possible thing um of course i'm not gonna get all scientific because i don't fucking know but i do think that 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 could possibly be a thing um what do you think matt do you think it's a parallel universe or do you think like it's just you're just that fucking good i have no idea what that means um if i'm that fucking good no um i think that it's so i i don't know it's kind of up in the air for me because i take it as like this sign of like you are on the right path like you're doing the right thing like whatever wherever you're at that's where you're supposed to be right so that kind of leads into this question of like is our destiny set already or do we have some sense of control over it right um but also too the way i look at it is a lot of times deja vu is in a place that you're similar so it could be that your days blend together and you've done it before like i have deja vu at work I all the time about that yeah you know what i mean like if, like for me i have deja vu at the gym all the time but it's like i'm there all the time well do you want the scientific explanation for it like what scientists <laughs> believe it is not yet okay i was in the middle of explaining before you brutally cut me off david can you please stop being such a freaking goddamn angry producer every once in a while? <laughs> dude he's a tyrant let us talk God. um i'm sorry david i love you okay just keep coming over <laughs> We'll bring you by class. <laughs> so I think it's a matter of like what you believe. Like uh, I personally choose to take it as like what you're doing is like that's where you're supposed to be. Um, it's like a sign of like, you know, whether that's a past life. I don't necessarily believe that our destiny is like set in stone. Like, I don't know. Just personally, I think that like our outcome is like I think we have like a select few outcomes and we can go to any of them, but the decisions that we make throughout the day or throughout our lives lead us to whichever one. Um, it's like a unlimited game of Skyrim. Just keep making decisions that lead to different things. You always have Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> Lydia's always fucking walking <laughs> around just somewhere. making things worse. <laughs> God damn it, Lydia. Stay away. Get away. Um, but, but yeah, that's kind of my deja vu. Like uh, I, I'd consider it canon. Do you think it's canon? Do you think it's spiritual, not supernatural? I think it's canon, bro. I never. Ex- you don't think it's canon? But Dalton. here's the thing: I've never really experienced deja vu, so I can only deja who? Deja who? <laughs> uh, but I've never really experienced it. Like I don't know what that feeling is. Like there have been moments where I'm like, I feel like I've done this before, but also I'm a, I'm very um systematic with how i do things so i Dalton's like, like tying his shoes like, i feel like i've done this before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like whoa deja vu like no i mean I, i've never really experienced it i know jess has a few times 
Um, and I know it because she'll look at me and she go, whoa, deja vu. And I go, oh, okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know. Okay. Like, great, babe. Good job. Um, but she experiences more than I do. Like, I have different types of understandings with the supernatural, and I deal with that however I want to, but not with deja vu. That's never been my thing. Matthew's always had it, but I've always been like, I don't really know what that feels like. So it's not really something I can really connect to in a way. I just kind of, I, I think it would make more sense if it's a parallel universe type of thing, or maybe just my parallel universe. I'm just not alive in it. It's just me. And this is the only universe I'm in, which is pretty cool. I'm unique, but you know, I've never had that experience. So, so, so my, I don't know own, if that's canon. My, bro. my only like, so I had deja vu. So there was one time that I went to New Mexico. I go to a golf tournament out in New Mexico every year for work. And my first year there, I had never, I've never been in New Mexico before. We stayed on a Native American reservation. <clears throat> Beautiful hotel. Uh, my boss and his family, they've stayed there for years. They've seen it grow and all this stuff, right? So it's my first time ever being there. I walk in. I, we check in and all this stuff. And I walk to the bathroom because they had bathrooms in the lobby. And I remember walking to the bathroom, and as I walked to the bathroom, I looked to the right, and there was a um, uh, a diorama, a diorama uh, of like how the Native Americans, how this tribe that the re- that owned the reservation, how they like lived, like their huts and and their little village and stuff like that. And I remember seeing it, and I remember putting my hand on it and hearing a conversation in the back. And the second I heard the conversation, I sat there and I was like, "Yo, I've been here before." But I had never been there in my life. I had never been to that reservation. That's I had never weird. been to New Mexico. I had never That's been. So weird. You know what I mean? So it was kind of one of those things where I was like, yo, I really think this is like some type of, like it's something else. Like it's not this, it's not routine. You know what I mean? So I choose to take it as like, oh, this is where you're supposed to be. Keep doing what you're doing. Pat on the back. Good job. All right. For our next segment, um, something I like to call 30 second reviews with Dalton Drum. <laughs> So on this week's installment, we have The Mandalorian, which just came out yesterday. It's a new Disney Plus show. It's about Star Wars. It takes place after Return of the Jedi. So, Dalton, let me cue you up. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk about The Mandalorian. Uh, Three, two, one, go. The Mandalorian. Okay. So this is the first time where I've seen Dave Filoni actually take something and make it nitty-gritty. So... Um, usually Star Wars has kind of a, a term of being loosey-goosey, kind of like the fun, having good music, a good time, but always a positive ending. But Mandalorian is super gritty. It has a lot of intense fight scenes in it. And it, it has everything that you think a Mandalorian would do when it, can, when it goes with Mandalorian history. So it kind of really resolves my heart into knowing what a Mandalorian is and how it should be. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. That was 30 second oh, reviews. Oh, Jesus. He is winded. Oh, that was tiring. Anyway, uh, Dalton, something interesting happened this weekend. We all went go karting for uh, Rachel's birthday, my girlfriend's birthday. Yes. Um, and she told me I had to leave early because I had this other thing. I had this other thing I had to go do. It didn't pick me up. Um, but you guys decided. <laughs> I heard you twice. <laughs> You guys decided. Deja vu. Is it canon, bro? <laughs> you guys decided to go to dinner, and she ended up telling me that you were the one who picked the spot, and you picked a Mexican place. Yes. Now, don't you have a big problem with your stomach? Yes. 
I so do. I was very surprised that Dalton was the one who picked. Uh, you know how so, you know. Wait, wait. So hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I, I need our listeners need to mouth. know this. Okay. Our listeners need to know this. So you know how people have selective hearing. Uh-huh. Dalton's stomach has a selective consuming. So basically, there's certain things that You're Dalton explain that this. Dalton believes has dairy, <laughs> and it ruins him. Okay, let's let Dalton explain. Okay, explain. Hey, look. Better. There's things so guys, if we're gonna get freaking real here, I have irritable bowel syndrome. Okay? So naturally if I if I think something is going to affect me, it gets me nervous and nerves actually mess up my stomach. It happens all the time. It's happened for about three years now. So it's nothing different. That's just what I have and that's all it is. So even if something doesn't affect me, if I believe it has lactose in it or milk in it, sorry, if I believe it has milk in it, then I know I have a feeling it's gonna affect me, so it does affect me. You understand what I mean? Like my nerves mess me up enough to where I start to have to shit nonstop. So you placebo really hard. So hard, dude. So hard. So hard. And like, I mean, it's fine. Like I've I've sort of gained my ways to deal about it, but the only way that really works to deal with it is to just like not eat. <laughs> I did that for a while, and that wasn't too healthy. Um, for a while, I had some type of stomach issue to where I, like I could only eat a little bit at a time, and then it had to be super plain. Like I, I had a chicken sandwich every night for almost four or five months mm-hmm. because I couldn't eat anything else. Everything else would make me shit nonstop. So I, I would have a chicken sandwich with a tiny bit of ketchup every night. I would have a granola bar in the morning, and that's all I would eat. That was it because I just didn't want to deal with the problems in my stomach, so I would just stop eating. So then I was like. I lost like five or ten pounds just because of that. He lost it straight from his chest. Yeah, it 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 all went from my chest, just <laughs> from my chest pews down to my balls, bro. <laughs> Sorry, um, it just came to my mind. But yeah, so that happened. So like naturally, when I go somewhere, if I'm comfortable with the area, usually that helps a lot. So I was craving Mexican food, and I was like, I was planning on taking Jess to raise anyways. And I was like, yo, we can all just go. Okay. That's going to be sick. That's going to be sound so stupid. <laughs> <It's> gonna... <laughs> um, so we're all planning on going to raise. And I was like, all right, well, I might as well just invite everybody, you know, just to kind of raise. And if they don't want to go, then we'll go somewhere else. I'll be like, hey, Jess, we're going to go here now. So meet us here. So, she, I mean, they were all cool with raise. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And raise is like a little a, – I've been going there since I was a baby. Yeah, like we've been, been going, going there, there since we were kids. Time. My dad worked out with the owner. Yeah, the, like so the owner of Ray's, his name was Ray, and he was a jocker. He he was he was really big in bodybuilding in that area, and he was like twenty years older than my dad. And they met when my dad started working out, and he would like kind of train my dad a little bit. Uh, so every time we'd go in, and Ray was there because he had multiple locations, I think. Uh, we would always get like special treatment, like they'd bring us like whatever we wanted. So it was kind of cool. So there's bring definitely us free chips and salsa. <laughs> that's kidding. That's complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so we've definitely grown up going there. So like I have lactate pills that I can take, but I choose not to take them just because I don't want to deal like with the hassle of like yeah it works, but it doesn't work that well if you know what I mean. Like it just doesn't. So I just don't eat anything with cheese. So I just order my burrito without cheese. And it makes everything better. It doesn't taste as good, but you know I can still enjoy it, and I have all my friends there to celebrate with me and Rachel. 
<laughs> it was my moment too, damn it. <laughs> hey, Don, no, it, how it was did a lot I, of fun. How did, how did go-karting go? Go-karting was so much fun. So the first time that we actually, I went with Matthew and me and my dad. We went to Boomers for like a Saturday, right? And I was like seven or eight. <laughs> I was tall enough to do the ride and everything, but I didn't. I was so scared to ride a go-kart. I was like, whoa, first of all, I'm eight years old. I can't drive a car. So what makes you think I'm going to be able to drive a go-kart? You know, like that doesn't make sense. So I didn't drive a go-kart. So this was the first time I actually got to drive one. Let me tell you, it's a good time. Bro. It's a good time. It's a lot of fun. And I was like having a great time. And then David left. So me and Rachel, Rachel was like, you're going to be my stand, stand in a boyfriend. And I was like, great. Let's freaking get this dog. I got you, boo. I got you. <laughs> so we got on the double go-kart and we were just freaking ramming motherfuckers and just hitting people in the videos like we spin our friends uh annalise and uh mitch and we spin them out it's super funny and then we have our other buddy seth that was kept riding it behind us and we kept squishing him out because we were just had too much weight in our car so nobody could beat us we were undefeated i won every single race by the way so anybody tries to judge me on that or tries to say contradict me on my truth then we're gonna have fucking problems have i ever told you about my first experience go-karting I actually don't think I've ever told you this. Mm-mm. It was with Jared Copeland. Do you remember him? Who the fuck is Jared Copeland? So Jared Copeland was one of my closest friends in elementary school and middle school. And uh, oh, I remember Jared. About. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was for his birthday. Um, he his family would, lived out in like Huntington Beach area, and so we ended up going to a go kart spot. I forget where it was, but so for the people that don't know us, I'm uh I'm a very tall, five foot four. Uh, <laughs> and and I've always been like that. I think I had a tall moment in like the second grade, and ever since then I've just been short. I watched everybody else grow. Um, so when we went, like it was his family. He had a stepbrother, which was super cool. And we went to the go kart spot, but I wasn't tall enough to drive any go karts. You must be this tall to ride the yeah, bro. Stuff. And they they were like super strict. But I'm not the type of person where I'm gonna like be upset about it. I was like, all right, like that sucks. Like whatever. Like I'll hang out with the parents. Like I have questions to ask them anyways because I'm very weird and I've always gotten along with people way older than me. Uh, but so I'll never forget. So I wasn't able to to ride the go kart. So I like rode with his dad. But I remember I just got in the car with. There was one cart where the dad went and convinced the the gatekeeper or whatever the people that take the tickets are like hey this kid look i'm sorry like it's not his fault he's old enough to drive the go-kart like please let him drive but i'm somebody that like i don't like to break rules unless like i absolutely have to i don't like to so i was so he, i remember he came up to me he goes hey you're you're fine like you can you can drive a go-kart and i'm like i remember thinking my feet don't reach the pedal <laughs> like like i want to but I'm i couldn't go nowhere yeah. so i remember just being like you know what it's fine and so they had my friend jared's older brother drive me and i remember i was like look we're gonna win this thing i remember getting in like looking at him and be like we're gonna win this thing you guys had your pep talk but what we're gonna do yeah is good. we're gonna spin everybody out and so he, I remember, like, I told him that, and he looked at me, he's like, you're down? And I was like, yeah. So that whole race, it was this long track. Every time we drove by somebody, he would just fucking ram the back of their go-kart, and they would spin out every single time. My friend Jared was so upset, by the way, because we, like, passed him, like, four times because his cart was, like, running out of gas or something, so he was slowing down. So we just run up behind him, crack, and he'd spin out. You know what's stupid, out. though, is, like, they actually control, like, your carts. Like, they can control how fast you go and, like, when you should slow down. Really? Yeah, and it sucks because they kept slowing me down. 
and then too, too fast, bro. Dude, I was doing so you good. You were like Lightning McQueen. I felt like Lightning McQueen. Um, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Rachel was a blast. She's always a good person to hang out with. Um, we're with just with friends. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was fun, quality time with good people. That's that's what I would. I mean, if I was in good line, vibes, good vibes, some vibes, bro. Vibes, bro. Like good vibes, bro. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. But no, it was it was a lot of fun just with the people alone. You know, but the cars helped, and then we did uh, drag racing, which was really cool. Um, I, me and Matt went to went with our grandpa and my dad to go watch Nitro drag racing. No, we went with Uncle Johnny. Was that with Uncle Johnny? Yeah, it was the first time we met Uncle the the great Uncle Johnny. If you ever Yo, want to meet somebody that's literally me and Dalton, if you want you to meet to a meet our great Uncle Johnny, <laughs> he's an Uncle asshole, Johnny dude. dog. <laughs> he is a dick. I love that guy. I love him. Yeah, he's literally like. He's just me and Dalton combined. He called me a pussy the first time I met him. Yeah. He was just like, what's up, pussy? And I was like, yo, who are you? <laughs> and so, so I walk in the house. Like, it's I'm the 12. same party. <laughs> and I walk up. I go, and my dad's all, Matt, this is your Uncle Johnny. And I go, oh, hi, Uncle Johnny. And he looks at me. He goes, I'm the great Uncle Johnny. And I'm like, oh, you actually want me to call you that? And he goes, yeah. So he won't respond to me unless I call him great Uncle Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a dickhead dog. I love him. He's a great guy. I love, I love him. I love that man. He's cool. So um, my my dad, my uncle Johnny, got tickets to uh, the drag race show that happens at the Pomona Fairplex. The night nitro drag show. Yeah. So I think it was nitro. I don't. So, know. So so the nitro circus. No, no. It no, was David. It was, it Not was the nitro circus. It was just a drag racing. <sighs> Who invited this kid? It was just a drag racing competition. Or but whatever. no, they had nitro. Bro. I remember because it burnt my it burnt my eyebrows and my eyeballs. Burn, it did not burn your fucking eyebrows. Dude. <laughs> it did. It was just loud. No, it. You don't remember burning your eyeballs? Oh, when we went to the the nitro stand. drag race, dude. Okay, so my favorite thing is watching men in in just <laughs> <laughs> just edit it with like a long. Tell us more, Matt, please. Oh, so, like, you ever been with some people when they pop a hood of a truck or a uh-huh. car? And all the guys get around. They're like, "Yeah, oh, that that looks right." Like I have no, I'm not, I'm Pull not ever there, brother. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not. Like I have yeah. no idea what is going on in a car. I know how to check the coolant, the oil, that, and the transmission fluid. That's it, right? So that's all Dad shows us. So I'll never forget. So so we go to the these. Like, the, <laughs> Anything the else is like I don't know. So you're gonna get that. Pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, take, we'll take it in the mechanic. So so we go to the we we go to the pits. Is what it's called. All the like as they're like refixing the motors and stuff, and they start to do a burnout to make sure the tires have enough grip or, or whatever reason, right? So I remember me and Dalton are standing there, and this is what Dalton's referring to: is the nitro like just starts bur- like it's chemicals and it burns your eyes. So me and Dalton start crying. We're like, "What the hell?" So we like turn around and we walk away. And my dad, this might be probably the proudest moment of his life. He stood there and he's all, and he just stood there with his arms crossed, standing nice and tall. He's like. Man, this smells great. This smells great. Like and, shit, and, then, and there's another older guy that looks at my dad. He goes, oh, you, this isn't your first time here. And my dad's all, no, I'm a vet. And I'm like, why is that something to brag about? I, I can take chemicals to the face and be okay? Like, what Yo, the fuck? Yo, that shit burned <laughs> my eyeballs. already, so it's not like he's moving <laughs> he's much. Losing any hair. And his eyebrows are like I lost blonde. some eyebrow hair to that <laughs> shit, dog. That was not fun. And then and literally the moment that that happened, Dalton's like grabbing onto me as we walk away. Dalton's all, Man, my eyebrows are gone. My eyebrows are gone. I'm like, no, Dalton, you're fine. <laughs> slightly worried. Slightly worried a little bit. But it was it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I would I would love to go do that again. Just have more earplugs in my ears. Yeah. 
it was cool though like when the nitro drag like cars came out like you felt your bones shake like on the inside that's but like honestly how freaking intense they were after the first three cars you saw go i was pretty much over it like it's cool but it's also extremely repetitive like yeah. i get it like football's football can be repetitive but also like it's very entertaining to yeah. us but like when it I- comes to racing like drag racing like they're just going in a straight line really fast. Like, uh, so, that's cool. The first so in times. my in my marketing class, we have to do a case report on uh, a NASCAR. Yeah. And I asked my teacher, I was like, "Do I have to watch a NASCAR race?" Gonna make another left turn. And she's <laughs> she's all she's all no, you don't have to. Well, thank God, I don't want to watch that. I sent you both an article. It was an article and a quiz. Did you take the quiz, Dalton? No, no, you didn't, right? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. David, I've been very busy today. Doing what? David. I have to deal with kids. Y'all ain't got me calling me a dick lips and douchebag all day. You do got some DSLs, bro. <laughs> Matt, you you took the quiz, right? I did. I did. So I sent you guys an article about, um, it's called The Four Tendencies. And it's this book written by uh, some woman named Gretchen Rubin. And basically it talks about how people find their motivation uh, and how they interact with others in order to achieve those kind of goals. Uh, I don't know what, what what at least are your first thoughts because I know you read it. Yes, so I read it earlier, and it's something that so this is stuff that I take um, not necessarily for fun, but it's just stuff that I'm very interested in. Um, so the four tendencies, and it's like where we find our motivation and how we're most likely uh, the different personality types um, and where they find their motivation. So the four types are the obliger, uh, the questioner, the rebel. And the upholder. Dalton, are you reading it right now? I'm taking the quiz right now. <clears throat> no, okay, so I'm gonna make my prediction real quick. Uh, cover your ears, Dalton. So I think Dalton is the rebel. Um, so reading this, uh, basically just a quick rundown. Um, the obliger is somebody that delivers projects on time when somebody else is counting on them. Uh, but they struggle with inner expectations, such as setting personal resolutions. So Yeah, so it's basically split into two types. There's outer expectations and inner expectations. Yes. And so the four uh, different kinds have a different combination of whether or not they meet outer or inner. So go Yes. On. So the second one is the questioner. Uh, the questioner... The questioners questions all expectations. They want to know why they should do something because they have a deep commitment to logic and efficiency. Um, they have a hard time making decisions because they want more information. Yeah, so they meet inner expectations. Exactly. If it makes sense to them, they'll do it. But outer expectations, they don't really care about. Yes. Uh, questioning. And so you have the rebel, which is kind of like the outlier. Uh, the rebel resists all expectations, outer and inner. They do what they want to do in the way that they want and when they want to do it. They act from a source of freedom and choice and self-expression. Um, and if even if they're on their way to do a task and right when they're about to start the task, somebody says, hey, you can you do this task? They will stop what they were about to do regardless of what was asked because they were asked. And the last one is the upholder. Upholders are good at meeting inner and outer expectations. Uh, they meet deadlines, thrive under rules and expectations, and they keep resolutions without too much of a problem. So they're basically able to do both, really. Um, meet deadlines and you know if they make a, a promise to themselves they're able to keep it pretty easily so just on first review uh i am definitely an obliger um i 
you know, I set goals for myself internally and I tend to have a hard time doing that as opposed to if I have somebody holding me accountable. Accountability is kind of like ingrained in my life. You know, my circles run so close that it's just kind of there. Um, and so that's what I thought initially on the first read. And then when I took the quiz, that is exactly what came out. Well, I mean, this podcast was a good example of that for both of you, actually. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Dalton, did you take it? Yeah, I'm going to set up the email right quick. No, no, no. Just, uh, there's an X. Obligers tend to be the biggest uh, portion of our of our population. The biggest um, majority are obligers. Do you think it has anything to do with, like, social media? I think it has a, uh, I think it has a lot to do with reputation and and people's idea of what they want to be seen as. Yeah. Dalton, did you get an answer? I'm an obliger. You're an obliger too? Really? Yeah. I wish that, this was like... Wasn't that your prediction? No, I said rebel. That's what I am. You took the, you took the quiz? Uh, or is that what you I think did, you are? I didn't get past take that. Take the quiz. I think, okay. Take the quiz. Well, no. Because no, because... No, no, no. Take the quiz. Take the quiz right, right now. Well, you me, guys keep talking about it. Me and will jabble wabble. Hey, bro. Hey. Okay. Dalton, <laughs> do you know what it means to be an obliger? I was kind of hoping this would be like, who, like if you were a Disney princess, who would you be? <laughs> but, <laughs> this wasn't. So, I mean, this is cool, but like, honestly, it doesn't really tell me much about myself. Well, it tells you that you don't really do stuff um, unless other people are relying on you. You don't get stuff done by yourself. See, I don't see that with you, though. What? That you're an obliger. Like, I, I like at least from my experience with you for the past 20, how old are you? 22 years? 22. Um, I see you more as of a rebel because you just kind of seem to always do your own thing, like whether people like it or not. Yeah, but like here's when I was answering the questions, I usually like kind of refer things to like when I'm working. Like when I'm working, I'm like telling me what to do, when to get it done. Simple as that. Like I'm just doing things because I need to do them and but, it's not really my choice. I just rather just work. You know, like you told me when I was younger, you just put your head down and work. So that's what I do. Yeah, but that, that's different. That's a different setting. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I, I like to get my stuff done when I want to get it done. Uh, I know it's, it's something as stupid as like, I'd want to do dishes. So I'd go start doing, I'd like go to the kitchen to start doing dishes. My mom would see me walking towards the sink and we'd be like, Hey, yeah, do the dishes. And then I I not want to do it. Anymore? And then I don't want to do yes. dishes anymore. Yes. Same with, uh, most chores. Um, and just most of the stuff, most of the stuff. I I tend to do I I do because I want to do it's it, no one's really asking for it no um and so when it becomes more than just a a hobby or an outlet then I'm just like I I yeah it's why I thought streaming would be really good and then and then as soon as I had to stick on a schedule not for any specific reason other than so the people that would watch just because B thumbs is there waiting. Exactly. Since people, <laughs> where the hell D-Raw likes to party? <laughs> I need to see Ocarina of Time. <laughs> but the fact that people were waiting for me, you know, were expecting me every week, and I didn't feel like I could meet that, so I didn't even want to try. Really? Because I'm the opposite. I'm like, people are depending on me. Like, I need to, like, make that happen, you know? That'll be the case when it's something that I, I don't know, I guess matters. For me, it was like I'm playing a video game. So. Yeah, and and it's kind of like if for, for for me at least, it's something that like I'm working on is because like I tend to put people's opinions so high that it's like, you know, if I don't, I internally like just like crucify myself. Like I don't, I don't think people realize like how – like I, I'm very, 
very hard on myself when things don't get done or things don't get completed in a way that I think is is accurate or uh, proficient enough for my standings of or my my standards of myself. Um, that's something I'm working on because like I I'll find myself beating myself up over things that like realistically like like it's not that big of a deal or something will happen i'll have an interaction and that it doesn't go the way that i want and i'm just like oh so and so probably thinks this and that and this and that and maybe that comes with age like maybe that's something that like you know as i get older i'll care less uh but yeah i am definitely an obliger um that's really hard himself uh interesting because dalton's just always hard He's got those group showers, bro. <laughs> oh, group showers, yeah. Hooking it up. Um, no, I mean, I, I just kind of like the way I think about it is, this is what you have one chance of living a life. So, are you going to make everyone happy, or are you going to try and make yourself happy and just hope everyone goes along with it? So, I've always been the one person that's like, I'm interested in this. I'm gonna go for it. I don't like school. Fuck it. I'm going to do something I want to do. I want to make money. I want to go into art. I want to learn how to draw right. I want to do all these things. So I just kind of went for it. Um, that was, I remember when I first like made that decision that like, I'm tired of making everyone else happy. I want to, I want to do my own thing. I want to do something that's going to make me feel like I'm making progress in my life. So instead of doing what my family wanted me to do, I'm not going to name names. It doesn't matter. But doing what my family wanted to do. I just kind of decided I'm going to do what I want to do. So I sat in the parking lot of Fullerton College. I dished class. I just left early. I went inside of my car. I cried for like 15 minutes because I was like, yo, I'm letting all these people down. Like, what am I doing? But I said, you know what? Fuck it. Like, this is my life. So I wrote in my uh, phone on notes just like why I want to do this and why I should keep going to school. And basically the reasons why I wanted to just move on with my life and leave school behind were like the pros were so high that I was like, like you can see it here. And I was like, whoever is gonna like say no, don't do it. Or, oh, like Dalton, like you should go back to school. Like you need it to get a job. Like, first of all, fuck you. Cause this is what I'm gonna do. So that's what I said when I was in the car. I was like, look, this is my time. Like who gives a fuck what anybody else thinks? If I believe that I can be successful in a different way, then I'm going to go for that. So that's what I did. And, like, I mean, it's worked out in a sense, but I'm still, I still have a long ways to go. But you're happier. But I'm definitely happier, and I definitely don't miss homework. So, also, I mean, it was homework that I never really did, but I don't miss it, (laughs) you know? Because it was like, it was always an underlying stress. Like, you would be in school, but you're like, shit. I got class coming up. Shit. I got homework. Shit. I have a paper to do. Shit. Midterms. Yeah. Shit. 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 It just kind of stacked. I'm like, yo, what's the point? I don't even know what I want to major in right now. Like, I am. I just got out of high school. How am I going to know what I want to do? You know? So I was like, fuck it. I'm leaving. And if I feel like I need, I need to go back to school, awesome. I'll go back when I'm ready. But right now, I'm not. So then I decided to go to art school. Yeah, it's unaccredited, but I'm enjoying myself and I'm learning a shit ton more than I would be if I went to accredited art school. And your professor also designed all the Marvel characters. So. Yeah, so like it <laughs> it works out. Like I'm getting experience. I'm learning from people who have worked on Marvel movies, who've worked on Disney video games, all this stuff. Like I'm learning from them, and I'm learning how they work in the industry and where I should go and what I should do. Like that seems to be more 
of a better way of learning than just actually being in class and learning from people who are professors. That's just that's just me. That's just being honest. Well, no, that that that's the textbook questioner. So he's not you. That obliger, but I think you're definitely maybe not a rebel because meets his inner expectations. So he's gonna do what he wants to do. Um, he just doesn't. He rejects what society expects of him. I feel like it's still a big thing is that people have to go to college. People have to do this. People I, have to do this. People have to do that. But like, I I definitely think that's changing. Like I'm. I mean, like college, and we'll get into this in another time. College has not been easy for me at all. But I'm somebody that's like I definitely. Just I, I stuck it out, you know. I'm seeing it through. Um, I'm in my last semester, and if everything goes well, I'll be done and praise the fucking Lord because it's not been easy. But I I don't know, man. Like as I get into, I'm very big into digital marketing and and all of that and all that entails. And I just see the the internet as like the biggest thing to happen since the industrial revolution. And it's the great equalizer. I truly believe that because everybody has access to it and it gives everybody opportunity to create something. And I just think that it's in in the next five to 10 years, you're going to see this demand for the college degree kind of go down because it's become so accessible to everybody. Not that it's not going to be valuable. Like I definitely think that the value is going to be there, but it's not going to be for the degree itself. It's going to be for the connections that are made there right because those people that are at college like they're going to become it's like it's literally a networking event for four years five years or seven years in my case uh so it's like you know it's it's the people that you meet along the way um it's the uh the connections that you make it's the opportunities that arise from that you know yeah so i definitely think that like uh the the desire the need for a college degree is is going to be gone in the next five to ten years i just think that there's Next so much inform- years. information on the internet is is so readily available that it's just not going to be there. You know, want to learn, you're going to learn. If you yeah. don't want to learn, you're not. Simple as that. And, and at the end of the day, like experience matters, and like if you're good, you're going to be good. Yeah, you know, obviously. Like even if you have a college degree, if you're terrible, somebody that's better than you straight out of high school is going to get the job. Yeah, you know, experience is everything. Unless you're an astrophysicist like Mitchell. Uh, Yo, you need that school. There's certain things that you need a degree for. Yeah, but business things. is not one of them. <laughs> business, art, you don't really need that. Yeah, but, yeah. Guys, we're on Spotify. We're on Dude. Spotify. We're on iTunes. Not yet. We're on Spotify. <laughs> That's it. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on we are on Stitcher. Hey, Stitcher is actually where I started started to listen to podcasts. No, dude, that's been crazy. Like to be honest with you, like seeing myself or my name or or my last name on Spotify, the app was is kind of surreal to be honest with you. It's so cool. It's but pretty- also, Matthew's had a problem, and I'll be honest with you guys. Matthew's <laughs> had a problem with our last name. He goes. Why do we have to name everything with our last name? No. Like, why does our last name have to be on everything? No. Matt, it's such a good fucking last name, I, Doc. Yes. Okay, our last name is a fucking instrument. One. Two. As two M's. You and Dad want to put it on everything. Drum beer. We're going. Drum lager. Drum stout. Hey, so, so funny. Drum. So so something that's funny. Every time my dad gets drunk at a bar, we'll be sitting there, right? We'll be at the bar. We'll be we're getting drinks <laughs> with the bartender. My dad gets drunk, and he, and he always, with without a doubt, he tells the bartender, he goes, "Hey, my son and I, we want to start. We want to start a beer company. We're gonna start a lager." He's like, "Because our last name is Drum, so like Drum Lager. How great does that sound?" And the, the, you can always tell the bartender doesn't know how to answer. He's like, 
oh yeah like that sounds great and my dad's he always fucking brings it up but him and my dalton and my dad want to put our last name on absolutely everything and i just don't understand it it's good it's a it's a power move the power move that's all it is people are gonna buy it once they know we're making free to write reviews and let us know how great we're doing yeah. Uh, please don't let us know how bad we're doing. We don't care to see those. And and honestly though, if you just guys, if you really really hate somebody and you absolutely hated this podcast, time is the most valuable thing we have. So what better way to waste somebody's time than to send them a podcast to listen to, which is just us rambling on for about an hour. Now that's a good prank. I'll so tell go you. ahead and send that to them. But uh, yeah, seriously, if you can go ahead and like and review and uh, and let us know how we're doing or, or topics that you'd like to hear more about um, or even questions. We're on Twitter at yeah. uh, Drum Podcast. Because I'm Drum. And I'm, oh, no, I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. That's right. You were second, bitch. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> By three years. <laughs> All right. Seriously, if you guys have made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much. We really, really do appreciate it. Go ahead and leave a, uh, you know, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Um, it Those def- really matter. Those really help help us get the podcast out to people who have no idea who we are yeah absolutely no idea we appreciate it thank you so much for tuning in and we will be back next week on drum and drummer you'll get to hear about the boys and uh their first time wearing speedos. <laughs> the boys the first time wearing speedos in about four or five years so that was fun. an interesting experience uh, we might actually wore those outside oh no we wore them on friday night or saturday night no probably, friday night probably was yesterday we did not do that yesterday, Yes, dog. we did. No, we didn't. We did this like on, on Friday. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Cut, Bye. Cut all of that last part.